Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, hey, hey. So happy to be with you today. I am fresh back from the Las Vegas conference of A Course in Miracles. And it was a lot of fun. Actually, I'm not back in Hawaii. I'm on the East Coast. I'm going to be on the East Coast for a while doing a number of things, including uh, the events, the retreats, the spiritual counseling training, if you're interested in that. I'll talk more about that later in North Carolina. So I'm going to be on the East Coast for a while, go back to Hawaii later this year. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say a little bit about the Course in Miracles Conference, but let's pray. I love to pray. So I invite you to join me in placing your hand on your heart. We take a breath of love and gratitude. Deeply grateful and thankful that God is. Grateful and thankful that we share the one mind. So grateful and so thankful for the higher Holy Spirit self leading us and guiding us through every minute of every day. So grateful and so thankful for infinite opportunities to choose again. So grateful and so thankful that the only challenge we have is a belief in separation and we can correct that with the help of the Holy Spirit. So this is our choice. This is our free will choice. We're choosing to awaken. We're choosing to ascend. We're choosing to remember our true nature and our true identity. We're disconnecting from the false identity and waking up to our true reality. We are grateful and thankful to call forth all manner of healing. We place on the holy altar fire of divine love every false belief, every belief, every attitude, every mood, anything that could in any way obstruct the free flow of love in our awareness. And we're grateful and thankful that we can choose our freedom. We choose it now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings and we joyfully allow our healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so I'll just focus uh, for a couple of minutes on the Course of Miracles conference in Las Vegas. It was my third time attending a conference. And uh, every time I've attended, I've been one of the speakers. So that's been a lot of fun. I get to connect with a lot of people. Uh, we get close to 500 people at the conference, and it's so wonderful because we're mostly like-minded. So we're all interested in this waking up, this atonement. And to be in a group of like-minded people is to be in a conflict-free zone. <laughs> and that's wonderful. And we had a lot of fun just hanging out and talking together, listening to all the many, many, many great speakers. And 
dancing. We had a great time dancing together on Saturday night. Danced for hours, literally, nonstop. (laughs) And that was a great deal of fun. And this so lovely. So if if I uh, didn't get to see you there and you were there, uh, perhaps next time. And all those I did get to see, thanks for saying hi and giving a hug. I really appreciate it. It's uh, a real treasure to me. It's certainly the best part of being at the conference is getting to connect with all the people and and got to have a little bit of time with a number of the different teachers who've become friends of mine over the years. So that's just a blessing, a real blessing to have such a beautiful, loving community. And the next conference is... 2018, so normally they do the conference every other year, and this was an anomaly, they decided to do it the next year, so we had two conferences uh, in a row, but the next one is 2018, and that's in San Francisco, so they let those of us who are at the conference purchase tickets, and they let the uh, speakers purchase 20 tickets at the discount rate. So at the conference in Las Vegas, they were selling the San Francisco conference for $449. And that's uh, that price is not going to be available to the public. It's only, uh, that discounted ticket is only available to people who attended the conference. So I bought 20 of them because I knew you folks would like them. And so I, um, it does cost, uh, we have a credit card charge for processing your payment if you purchase it from us. So uh, we have a $15 charge if you want to uh, buy the tickets from me. And I'm willing to do a payment plan, a three-payment plan for those who would like to, to make some payments. But we do have to... Um, charge a little bit of a fee for that payment plan as well too because it all just costs the ministry money so we just pass along the the cost that we have to you and uh, but basically you're getting those tickets at that great discount rate if you would like and that's a limited quantity so if you're interested in one of those you can write to admin admin at jenniferhadley.com admin admin at jenniferhadley.com all right yeah it's just so fun to get together and uh, by the way if you do buy a a discounted ticket and then you find out well i'm not going to be able to go now i'm sure I, I, i can sell the ticket for you whenever anybody has asked me to help them sell a ticket i've been able to sell them so I'd be very happy to, to do that for you. So it's just kind of an assurance. I can't guarantee it, but it's always uh, worked when I've been asked to help somebody sell their ticket. So, all right, moving on to our topic today. Yes, God answers our our question. God solves our problems, <laughs> in a sense, because truly there is no problem. There's only the illusion of a problem. So we were talking about this last week. So the, the illusion of the problem is that we are separate. Uh, 
So if we feel separate from God, we feel separate from wholeness, prosperity, love, freedom, joy, and all the things we'd like to experience. But nothing could be further from the truth. So Jesus talks about when we see our brothers and sisters correctly, we'll see them as the great rays, with a capital G and a capital R. And those great rays are those rays of light, energy, whatever you'd like to call it. Those rays are our true nature. So those rays are the rays of joy and peace and harmony and wisdom and freedom and clarity and beauty and wholeness. All those spiritual qualities are expressed as rays of light because that's what we are. We're light beings. So... The only problem that we have is we've forgotten our true nature is these spiritual qualities. And so that's why Jesus taught us, seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. So when we're seeking awareness, the remembrance of our true nature as these great rays, then... Everything is added unto us because it's already been given to us. And this is one of the things that Jesus says to us in the Course. He says, ask and it is given because it already has been given. So when we're asking, then we're declaring, ah, I'm interested in my wholeness. I'm interested in my prosperity. I'm interested in my true nature. I'm interested in the love. So. We're not begging and beseeching. We're asking. I'd like to experience my true nature as wholeness. I'd like to experience my true nature as prosperity. I'd like to experience my true nature as beauty, as love, as wisdom, as clarity, as purity. And we give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. So, I'm looking at chapter 27, section 4. It's called The Quiet Answer. And I love this. I love this section. It says, In quietness are all things answered, and is every problem quietly resolved. Now think of, be still and know, I am God. I am that I am. Quietness, which is different from meditation, just getting still, communing with the presence. In quietness are all things answered, and is every problem quietly resolved. In conflict, there can be no answer and no resolution, for its purpose is to make no resolution possible, and to ensure no answer will be plain. So, conflict. There's the fear and conflict section in chapter 2. And the, the basic conflict we have is, we say we want the peace of God, but we're not willing to engage the means to attain it. Therein lies our conflict. So, we say we want the peace of God, but we're not willing to do what it takes. And so this causes much distress. And it's up to us 
to correct the conflict. So if you think of it this way, if in your heart you'd like to experience peace and you're really interested in that, but in your mind, in your awareness, you entertain thoughts of complaint and criticism, just to name a few, jealousy, then you're not actually interested in peace in that moment, are you? No. Where's your interest in peace gone? It's not, peace is not as interesting to you in that moment as the jealousy, the complaint, the criticism. You can't entertain peace of mind and complaints at the same time. You have to choose. The good news is, if you make an unhappy choice, like a complaint, you will start to feel agitated. That's the divine alarm clock going off, letting you know, ah, time to choose again. So simple. So simple. So in quietness, all things are answered. So in quietness, we can discern the agitation. We can hear the divine alarm clock going off in our mind starting to go off in our emotional body. And we can catch it before it gets into our physical body. So we can train ourselves that whenever we start to feel agitated, we just take a pause. Just take a moment to be still and know I am God. What is the answer here? We may not even know the question. The question can simply be, what is the answer here? A lot of times I've used the the question, if I knew what to ask for, what would I ask for? Right? How perfect is that question? So in conflict, there can be no answer and no resolution, for its purpose is to make no resolution possible and to ensure that no answer will be plain. The purpose of conflict is to keep us spinning around on that hamster wheel. A problem set in conflict has no answer, for it is seen in different ways. So this is one of the challenges, is that when we are conflicted, we want the peace of God, but we're complaining, we're judging, we're criticizing, we're jealous, etc. Then we are not available for solutions. A problem set in conflict has no answer, for it's seen in different ways. We're looking at things from a skewed point of view when we're in conflict. And what would be an answer from one point of view is not an answer in another light. So a lot of times from our ego identification, the answer, let's say, the answer to um, poverty is money. But the answer to poverty is not money. People have been throwing money at poverty for thousands of years. That's not the answer to poverty. It's a shift in consciousness. It's just like if someone is overweight, the answer is not to lose weight because people lose weight and then they gain it back. 
And sometimes they gain even more weight back. So the answer is to change your mind. If we think that if we're sick and we think the answer is to find a cure, we might find a cure for an illness, but then it comes back again or some other illness comes back because the answer is all healing is at the level of the mind. So this is where we do our work at the level of the mind. So what would be an answer from one point of view is not an answer in another light. And when our mind is conflicted, we're bouncing around in our point of view. And that's what it says here. You are in conflict. Thus it must be clear you cannot answer anything at all. For conflict has no limited effects. So conflict has no limited effects. So conflict, when our mind is conflicted, we give ourselves permission to hold judgments and complaints and envy and these different kinds of things. When we're conflicted like that, then our whole life is going to experience conflict. It's not going to be contained. It's not going to be limited in its effect. It's not going to just, the conflict is not going to just show up in our relationship or just show up in our body or just show up in our finances. It's going to be pervasive because the conflict's at the level of the mind. So it says, yet, if God gave an answer, there must be a way in which your problems are resolved for what he wills already has been done. All right, so God has the answer. God has always had the answer, and we can tune into it. Going on here, it says, Thus it must be that time is not involved, and every problem can be answered now. Now is the holy instant. Now is the time of our salvation. We don't have to wait. So you see, when the mind is conflicted, and it doesn't matter if it's about relationship or finances or health. It doesn't matter. So when the mind is conflicted, it seems as though the problem is going to take time because the, it seems that the problem is outside of us. It seems as though the problem is outside of the mind. When we're in conflict, it seems as though the problem is I don't have enough money. I'm overweight. Uh, My spouse doesn't love me. It seems outside of us when our mind is in conflict. And then we're trying to, as I've said so many times, I, I found myself trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic, thinking that That somehow was important, and I wasn't paying attention to, I didn't want to look at, I didn't feel I could manage the fact that the boat was sinking. So I'm focusing on rearranging the deck chairs. Not helpful to me. Not helpful to me. So what is helpful is to tune in and commune with the Beloved. Thus it must be that time is not involved and every problem can be answered now. Yet it must also be that in your state of mind, solution is impossible. 
Therefore, God must have given you a way of reaching to another state of mind in which the answer is already there. Such is the holy instant. It is in the holy instant that all your problems should be brought and left. I love that. Let's bring all of our problems into the now moment. All the perception of problems, all the belief in problems, and leave them in the holy instant. And this is what we can do. We can set ourselves free with this practice. So there's more to this, obviously, and I'm excited to share it with you today. I so appreciate your joining with me. I'd like to point out a couple of events that are coming up. Uh, right now, actually, I have my Relationship Reboot class is on. It's a five-part class, and it's about really getting in there and shifting, working, healing, rebooting your relationships. And uh, all the details are at the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Also, have these events coming up in May. So I have my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive, which is open to anyone who would like to learn about spiritual counseling. And if anyone would like to get CEUs, uh, continuing education units, continuing license units, uh, we're happy to help you. So we've got therapists and social workers and coaches and all kinds of people coming. And also, I have my own certification program, and this is uh, part of that program, if you'd like to be a certified spiritual counselor with me. Then I have my advanced student retreat and my stop playing small retreat. And these are all in North Carolina at a beautiful retreat center in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Come join me in May. Right now, you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio with me, Jennifer Hadley. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley and we're talking about God giving us the answers. (laughs) We have questions. God has answers. I love that. (laughs) And it says... We're, and we're looking at the quiet answer in chapter 27. So it's section 4 in chapter 27. And it says for us to move into the holy instant, which is the now moment, communing with God, be still and know I am God, moving into that space where all our problems should be brought and left. So let's see if we can figure out how to leave our problems in the holy instant. It says, here in the holy instant is where they belong. For here their answer is. And where its answer is, a problem must be simple and easily resolved. It must be pointless to attempt to solve a problem where the answer cannot be 
yet just as surely it must be resolved if it is brought to where the answer is. Okay, so this is our challenge. We're looking for the answer in all the wrong places. So it's like looking for love in all the wrong faces. (laughs) We're looking for the answer in all the wrong places. We're looking outside because we think that the problem is outside. So that's why we're looking for the answer outside. But the problem is not real. The problem is an illusion. The problem is a projection. The problem is an effect caused by stinking thinking. So this is why all correction is at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. This is where we do our work. This is essential for us to go back to again and again and again. We're not rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. We are resurrecting the boat. This is what we're doing. So it says, attempt to solve no problems, but within the holy instance surety. So this is the only place where we solve a problem. It says, for there, the problem will be answered and resolved. Outside, there will be no solution. For there is no answer outside that could be found. Nowhere outside a single, simple question is ever asked. The world can only ask a double question. One with many answers can have no answers. None of them will do. It does not ask a question to be answered, but only to restate its point of view. So this is the thing is many times when we think we're asking a a question of how to resolve something, how to heal something, we're just looking for solutions in the world. We're managing and coping. Managing and coping, managing and coping. And I remember years ago, I was in a group of people and people were sharing briefly what it was that they did for a living. And I remember this one person said, I'm a life coach and one of the things I do is I help people develop effective strategies and coping mechanisms and ways to manage their problems. And I was going to go next and I would have said, I help people to eliminate their problems and to drop the managing and coping strategies. But I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to be disrespectful or make her wrong. So I don't remember what I said. I said something else, probably about forgiveness or something. So, uh, But this is the thing, is many people are actually quite interested in finding managing strategies, coping strategies. And I have learned that if we're willing, we can move into that holy instant. We can move into the be still and know I'm God. And we can open our heart and mind to listen. So we ask. We ask for assistance. I'd like to know how to solve this. I'd like to know what is what is it for me to think 
to do, to know, to remember, to be, in order to eliminate this problem, to resolve and dissolve it permanently. Now, it seems like all this stuff is happening to us, but it's not. It's happening by us. It's happening as a result of our thinking. And it's not bad. Even the most tragic things, they really are helpful to us. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything was gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good? All things are lessons God would have me learn. So when we are distressed by the situations, by the conditions by our perception of problems, we we can recognize, if we're willing, we can, as Course in Miracles talks about, rise above the battleground through being still, through connecting, through going into the quiet answer zone. And in that stillness, If we're sincere and willing, the answer will come. If we're not sincere and we're not willing, it will be challenging for us to hear the answer or perceive the answer or feel the answer or know the answer. Because if we're not really willing, it's even though it's there for us, we're not going to receive it. So much of our work as spiritual students is about really being truly receptive. And you know what blocks receptivity? Is thinking that we already know. When we're convinced we know how it should be, when we're convinced we know what we want and need and like, then we're not open-minded and we're not available for the healing. We're not. And so that's what makes things so very difficult for us. So we're shifting. We're shifting in how we perceive things. We're shifting in how we live our life. It's a very different habit when we perceive a problem or a conflict. It's a very different habit to move into our awareness and go, hmm, Let me be still and know I am God. Let me move into the holy instant, even though I don't know how. This is what I would like to do. This is what I'm intending to do. This is what I am doing. I am the holy instant. We rest in that. Even just for a minute or two, we lay on the altar all perception of a problem, all belief in a problem, all attempts to manage the problem, all the coping mechanisms. We lay them all on the altar. I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to discover. I'm willing to lay the burden down. I'm willing to see with divine eyes. I'm willing to know the truth that sets me free. We just let it rest on the altar. And then the challenge is, 
not to pick it back up again, but to release it, to leave it in the holy instant, as Jesus is telling us here. All your problems should be brought and left in the holy instant. Attempt to solve no problems but within the holy instant's surety. So if we're trying to solve a problem, we're not eliminating the mind, point of view, perception, beliefs that created the problem. If we're trying to solve our own problems, we're not eliminating the cause of the problem. But if we take our problems and place them on the altar, move into that holy instant, open ourselves up to a revelation of truth, then we're demonstrating our real willingness to eliminate the cause of the problem. And therein lies our healing. Our willingness to eliminate the cause of the problem. It says here, A question asked in hate cannot be answered because it is an answer in itself. This is paragraph 4 now. All questions asked within this world within this world, within our human experience, are but a way of looking, not a question asked. A question asked in hate cannot be answered because it is an answer in itself. A double question asks and answers, both attesting the same thing in different form. So you could think of a question like, um, don't the bad people deserve to be punished? You see, it's stating uh, a point of view and an attachment to a point of view. There's no answer in that. There's no healing in that. Because the true answer is the true healing, which is to let go of all belief in separation. It says, the world asks but one question, and it is this. Of these illusions, which of them is true? Which ones establish peace and offer joy? And which ones can bring escape from all pain which this world has made? The world asks but one question. It is this. Of these illusions, which of them is true? Which ones establish peace and offer joy? And which can bring escape from all the pain of which this world is made. Whatever form the question takes, its purpose is the same. It asks, but to establish sin is real, and answers in the form of a preference. Which sin do you prefer? (laughs) That's the real question. Which sin do you prefer? That is the one you should choose. The others are not true. What can the body get that you would want the most of all? What can the body get that you would want the most of all? It is your servant and also your friend. 
but tell it what you want and it will serve you lovingly and well. And this is not a question, for it tells you what you want and where to go for it. It leaves no room to question its beliefs except what it states takes questions form. So, you see, all the questions in this world are coming from a point of view, and so there's no answer for those questions. A true answer, a real answer, would eliminate the question and bring healing. And this can only be found in that communion with God in the holy instant. We don't have to know how to have a communion with God in order to move into the holy instant. We don't, we don't, we don't. Because the ego mind, the surface mind, just is never going to let us know how to move into that holy instant. But if we're willing, because divine grace is always ours, we can move into the holy instant whenever we choose. It's a matter of just that willingness. So we're practicing willingness. We're cultivating willingness. The Course goes on to say, a pseudo-question has no answer. So you see, most of us, our questions are all about managing and coping with the problem and trying to solve the problem with the mind that created it. So I think it was Einstein who said, you cannot solve the problem at the level of the mind that created it. We, we take a quantum leap into the holy instant. A pseudo-question has no answers. It dictates the answer even as it asks. So perception is projection. Uh, we're always projecting our beliefs. So this is why I talk about surrender your beliefs. I know in my own uh, prayer work this morning, I was just... I'm leaving behind all beliefs, all moods, all attitudes, everything that does not serve my life of love. I do not need any beliefs anymore. The truth is all I'm interested in. All questioning within the world is a form of propaganda for itself, just as the body's witnesses are but the senses from within itself. So are the answers to the questions of the world contained within the questions that are asked. Where answers represent the questions, they add nothing new and nothing has been learned. An honest question is a learning tool that asks for something that you do not know. So that's what I have learned so well is to move into the space of, I don't know what anything is for, but I'd like to. I'd like to understand the truth as it applies in this situation. I'd like to know the truth that sets me free. It's not exactly a question. It's a request. It's a statement of my willingness. And those statements have brought me miracles. 
dead simple, I'd like to know what everything is for. I'd like to understand. I'd like to know the truth that sets me free. I'd like to see and know and feel and recognize the most loving choice here in this situation. It's the willingness to let go of the meaning that we've made of things and the interpretations that we've made of things that gets in our way every time. An honest question is a learning tool that asks for something that you do not know. And of course, you know, there's always this quandary because we already know everything. We've forgotten it. We're remembering it. So why have we forgotten? Why have we forgotten? What's the purpose of forgetting and remembering? Well, what what's happened in our human experience is we came into this world of form in order to experiment and to express the perfection and the beauty and the love and the truth with great willingness. And we became enamored of our opinions and our judgments. And that experience was so painful to us of, of the karmic experience that we had a desire to forget. We developed a desire to forget what we knew. So now we're on a journey of remembering. We're on a journey of waking up and remembering. And it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's a truly beautiful thing. Even though sometimes it feels hellacious. I'm telling you, if it feels hellacious, don't give up. Keep practicing cultivating your willingness to make loving choices, to surrender the judgments and opinions, because it is about to get a whole lot better. An honest question is a learning tool that asks for something you do not know. It does not set conditions for response, but merely asks what the response should be. But no one in a conflict state is free to ask this question, for he does not want an honest answer where the conflict ends. Only within the holy instant can an honest question honestly be asked. And from the meaning of the question does the meaningfulness of the answer come. Here is it possible to separate your wishes from the answer, so it can be given you and also be received. The answer is provided everywhere. Yet it is only here that it can be heard. So the answer is provided everywhere, throughout time and space, throughout existence. But it can only be heard in the holy instant. So that's why we can leave all of our problems in the holy instant. So cultivating the willingness to be in that holy instant of clear perception, communication, communing with our God Self, the Holy Spirit, the I Am that I Am. We don't have to learn some fancy procedure to get into the Holy Instant. It truly is our willingness that propels us into the Holy Instant. The answer is provided everywhere, yet it is only in the holy instant it can be heard. 
An honest answer asks no sacrifice, but because it answers true questions truly asked. So this is the thing is, the ego is afraid that the answer to our problems, the answer to our questions, will somehow become a whole new problem. And there will, because there will be a sacrifice. They will have to sacrifice something we want or need. But nothing could be further from the truth. And take a sip of my tea here. So that's the ego perception. Because we're dissolving and resolving the ego. And we're opening our mind to the spirit. Remember, the ego never knows the answer. The ego only knows coping and managing strategies. The ego knows how to settle, to cope and to manage. The spirit knows how to solve and resolve the problem, dissolve the problem back to its root cause so we never experience it again. What is the sacrifice in that? There is no sacrifice in resolving the problem back to its root cause so we never experience it again. There's no sacrifice in that. But to the ego, pain and suffering, challenges, difficulty, managing and coping, settling, all of these different kinds of experiences and strategies This is what is life to the ego. And it's nothing to the spirit. It's nothing. It's meaningless to the spirit. The best we can hope for is to learn to remember and value our true identity. That's the best we can hope for with letting the ego solve our problems it won't solve the problem and the true solution is no sacrifice so it says here the the questions of the world but ask of whom is sacrifice demanded asking not if sacrifice is meaningful at all And so unless the answer tells of whom, it will remain unrecognized, unheard. And thus the question is preserved intact because it gave the answer to itself. The holy instant is the interval in which the mind is still enough to hear an answer that is not entailed within the question asked. It offers something new and different from the question. How could it be answered if it but repeats itself? How could it be answered if it but repeats itself? So the ego is just going to repeat the question, really. So, therefore, attempt to solve no problems in a world from which the answer has been barred, but bring the problem to the only place that holds the answer lovingly for you. Here are the answers that will solve your problems because they stand apart from them and see what can be answered, what the question is. Within the world, the answer merely raises Excuse me. Within the world, the answers merely raise another question, though they leave the first unanswered. In the holy instant, you can bring the question to the answer. 
and receive the answer that was made for you. Yes. How wonderful. How wonderful. So we're learning to ask the questions sincerely. What would be my life be like without any problems? What is life that is dedicated to love like? We can ask these questions and the answer will come to us in that holy instant of communion, of being still and knowing that I am God. Yes. Yes. I love this section. I love the clarity of it, that there is a place where all the answers can be found. But we have to be willing to stop thinking that solving the problem in the world of effects is the actual solution. Instead, dissolving the beliefs and patterns of the mind that created the problem That's the solution. And that is only available to us through our communion with spirit. We don't have to know how to have a communion with spirit. We just be willing to move into that space. How do I access the mind that has all the answers? Higher Holy Spirit Self, speak to me now. Teach me now. Show me now. So this is what we're we're going for. This is what we're training ourselves for. And it's beautiful. We're grateful and thankful that we can do this. Yes, indeed. And I'm grateful and thankful for you. If you appreciate this radio show, I'd like to ask you to write a review. It's very simple. If you're listening on the podcast, wherever you get the podcast from, iTunes or Stitcher, you can write a review there. Where There are many different podcast outlets. Wherever you get it from, if you can go there and just write uh, a review. The more people that write reviews, the more the um, podcast servers will share the information about the radio show and help people to find it. So your reviews are extremely helpful, and I appreciate that very much. Remember, too, that uh, all these downloads, I think this is episode 135, 235, 235 episodes. We've got episodes with Gary Renard and um, Ken Wapnick and David Hoffmeister and John Mundy and Regina Dawn Akers and, gosh, so many great Course in Miracles teachers. You can find them all. Uh, <laughs> in the podcast. So have fun doing that. And we're in the process of transcribing them. Still accepting volunteers if you'd like to help, not just with the transcription, but volunteering with some of the different pieces. We'd love your help with that. We're getting that organized. And remember, we're a donation-funded. This radio show is donation-funded. So your donations are great. You can make them at Unity, or you can make them at powerofloveministry.net, powerofloveministry.net, or jenniferhadley.com, or even livingacourseofmiracles.com. So 
Let us say a prayer here. I'm so grateful and so thankful for the love of God that is always blessing us. So grateful and so thankful that we're learning to move into the holy instant and find the true answers and to surrender the problem. We're grateful and thankful for our healing, for our expansion, our clarity, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. I love you.